going to say something about what we should do? Now? Yeah, I had yeah. one last presentation. <laughs> How did I call it? Simple and practical steps. It really requires like 20 minutes, and I see we have eight minutes left. I don't know whether sort of guards come up at five o'clock and say, get out. <laughs> Sounds like people are saying it's okay to go over a little bit. This is another one of these sort of tables or lists that I make up. You see, I have a lot of spare time <laughs> to start thinking about these things and sort of figuring out what to do. So I use this Buddhist formula from the Dhammapada to abstain from all evil, to cultivate the good, to purify one's mind. Then I added the first Bodhisattva vow to benefit all sentient beings to have sort of a template with four main categories. So to abstain from all evil, which is the application of the stick, these are really practical policy measures that should be adopted. And I can't go into them in detail, but just mention the main headings. You know, the fossil fuel corporations are able to thrive financially. Of course, the governments, not only the U.S., but other governments give tremendous subsidies and billions and billions of dollars to them. Why? I don't know, since they're so profitable. But if we rescind the subsidies, it's going to weaken their power. The second measure proposed by some economists and ecological thinkers to impose a carbon tax to ensure that the costs of fossil fuel extraction and pollution are built into the market price of carbon. And that's accompanied by a proposal to share the revenues that come from the carbon tax so that people who have to purchase their fuel, their energy, will have the means to do so. Then reject trade agreements that allow corporations to prevail over and dictate terms to sovereign governments, to reject the construction of new mega pipelines. Here I had the Dakota Access Pipeline, which sadly has been constructed and already opened. The Keystone XL pipeline is still under debate. Protest the leasing of public lands for fossil fuel extraction. I'm afraid we're, I'm a week too late for that since the oceans have now been parceled out into, divided up into parcels for leasing. Prohibit oil trains that carry oil along the tracks which endanger communities along the route. And this was, some, some people mentioned agriculture, shift away from the model of industrial agriculture, including intensive livestock breeding, which is responsible, according to some accounts, for 30, 32% of global carbon emissions. So that's applying the stick. Then to cultivate the good, this is offering the carrots, provide subsidies and low interest loans to clean renewable energy projects, solar, wind, and geothermal, finance the refurbishing of old buildings to make them more energy efficient. That's an extremely important measure because it said that energy efficiency is probably the most effective means to counteract the impact of, of, of carbon emissions, to reduce carbon emissions develop better, more efficient means of public transportation. Instead, our transportation system, everything hinges on the private automobile. 
if we had light rail trains everywhere and better, much better bus systems, then we wouldn't have to use the automobile so much. And as a second choice, instead replace the petroleum vehicles with electric and hybrid cars. And then instead of industrial agriculture, promote what's called agroecological models, which harmonizes agriculture with the natural cycles. Okay, the third is to purify one's own mind. So these are some of the qualities, the spiritual qualities that we develop, which make us more effective in contributing towards a clean environment, a clean energy economy. Develop contentment, which is the basis for what is called a steady state economy, rather than a perpetual growth economy. And that's based on the principle of sufficiency, having durable products of high quality rather than shoddy products, which are continually made obsolescent every year or so, so we have to throw them away and replace them with the newest models. And so that will help to change this system of endless production and consumption, then utilize wisdom, here this is practical wisdom, to understand the long-range, long-term consequences of our actions and the subtle interconnections in the chains, the diverse chains of causality. Since little actions can have momentous consequences when these actions are aggregated with many similar actions, we're not aware of it, but the consequences take place. If we use wisdom, we could see what we have to change in our own actions, in our social systems, in order to break up and redirect these chains of causality. And then we should be motivated by a heart of compassion, extending loving concern to all people and even all living beings on the earth, based on a deep inner identification and respect for human dignity, and then advocate for justice to establish the necessary social, economic, political institutions, laws, modes of governance that offer everyone the conditions needed to unfill their potentials and realize their best aspirations. So then we come to the concrete steps to benefit all sentient beings, a very high ideal we have to take this at a very mundane level. And the first step here is to vote. So even though the political system might be badly flawed, the electoral system you know, is still following a system that had been devised in the 18th century to preserve the authority of wealthy landlords. We haven't changed it. But still, elections make a difference. And so vote only for candidates who recognize the human, the human causes of climate change and who are willing to act against it. You know, with shame of the United States and the world community, we have a House of Representatives where probably more than half either deny the reality of climate change or deny the idea that it's human caused the Senate, in which roughly half also subscribes to the same denial. 
All other political systems in the world recognize virtually all the reality of climate change. Okay, write and sign letters to your representatives, senators and others, call their offices, sign petitions, send appeals. It might seem futile, but again, in aggregate, they can make a difference. But local action may be most effective. Like here in New York City, just the other day, the mayor, Bill de Blasio, announced that the city will be divesting its pension funds from fossil fuel corporations. And hopefully that will inspire other cities across the country to do the same. Then there's something called MOM and POP. That means an acronym for Move Our Money, Protect Our Planet. That is to divest, actually this is what I just mentioned, divest from fossil fuel corporations and related firms and instead reinvest in projects that are developing clean, renewable types of energy. Then get moving, participate in marches and demonstrations to convey a message to those in power. And I have to again commend Regina here, Regina Valdez. Last spring, she organized from New York City to Washington, D.C., a rolling retreat. These were buses. We had five buses going to Washington to participate in the climate march on April 29th. And what I was told is that of all the different faith communities, the Jews, the Christians, and so forth, sending buses to Washington, from New York to Washington, the other religions had, I think two faith communities had two buses going down. The Buddhists, we had five buses going down. <laughs> yeah, one that, that went down on the was it the Friday that was or was it the Saturday? I don't. I think it was the Friday. Yeah, that was coming from the Chinese speaking community. Then the English speaking community came on Saturday. Four buses. Okay, so get marching or get moving by participating in these marches and demonstrations. Then get moving in another way, and that is to join or link up with a movement which is dedicated to protecting the climate. Some I mention here, one is BCAN, which is the Buddhist Climate Action Network, of which Bob is the New York coordinator. He's going to speak a little bit about that. Then we have 350.org. This is formed under the inspiration of the writer Bill McKibben, very effective grassroots organization. There's an organization called the Climate Mobilization, Greenpeace, a big organization, and then there's the One Earth Sangha, which is operated out of Washington. And then this I have here, but you have to be very cautious about this. It's take direct action to block climate-destroying projects such as oil rigs, pipelines, fracking sites, and so forth. But I added the word of caution here, beware of the risks, because as an attempt to repress actions like that, the powers that be in alignment with the fossil fuel interests are trying to impose extremely harsh, long prison terms, extremely large fines, fines even can be in the millions of dollars. So 
if one is going to get into actions like that, try to get some idea of the potential consequences that one might have to face. Okay, so again, this file will be made available to everyone who registered for this. So this is a quick rundown through simple and practical steps.